For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be balling, playing with yeah, the yeah, Wizards. Yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pitches. Jeez. Let's talk about the cats who rescue, turn them boys to winners. Uh, injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we can't toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. Joining me today, it's our man, the Stoner. What's up, Nathan? Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna miss Trev today. I think this is gonna yeah. be an exciting uh, day for us. But Trev is uh, chasing that paper, getting that bag, as they like to say these days. Um, so you know we can excuse him for making sure that he is making a comfortable living for himself. Of course, you can check him out in person at the Sky Bar in Lexington, one of our two sponsors. The other one's being Pacers Running. More on them in a little bit. This is our live stream of our podcast. They'll go on to all your favorite audio platforms. We do this every Wednesday at 7.30 on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And then we'll get it out on those audio platforms right afterwards. So just check us out on both. And of course, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. We produce more content for YouTube than our other platforms. Uh, So check us out. You know, some of those SBCs that people have been loving or hating, depending on uh, which <laughs> side of the, the aisle you fall on when it comes to start, bench, or cut. We've already got uh, Ben, EP, and Ethan in there as well. So thanks for coming on the chat. It's We got a good show for you here today. On the cool down, we're going to be talking some DC sports outside of the commanders. You know, the Nationals have kicked off their season. Maybe a little bit. They they are playing games at least. It's they're not uh, terrible. They're not terrible so far. <laughs> and then uh, here, as you can see with our graphic, if you're watching it, we are going to do a live mock draft mm-hmm. in entirety. Uh, this is actually my first mock draft. I've not done one uh, like a full one. Uh, Stoner, how about yourself? Um, I've I did one. I've done one, and that was like three hours ago. That was my first time. That was, that was your test, one. yeah. And it, and I, I, it was yeah, like I pulled it up it was, just to know the mechanics. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I was kind of like these these mock drafts, but it's not the same guys being picked ahead of Washington every time. They mix yep. it up. They throw mm-hmm. trade offers at you, and you really got to think about it. But what I think we got to make sure we do is when it gets to our pick at eleven, and and all the picks. What's the normal clock? Five minutes? Yeah, something like that. We'll have to pause. Yeah. Well, we'll... I know, but we can only get we can only have five minutes to discuss it. We can't yeah. like discuss gotta, it. Gotta for move quick. Minutes. Gotta move quick. Ben yeah. Trev is uh, running his bar. That's the Sky Bar in Lexington, so he will not be joining us. Ben asked us for our audio listeners, "Where is Trev?" Uh, so he he won't be joining us. Well, you know, last time 
that happened. He actually did do a surprise entry on us oh, that's while he true. was waiting for the party to start. So I'm uh, not not going to count him out. Maybe he'll pop in. He will probably especially pop in uh, when we get to the 11th pick. So uh, keep <laughs> yeah, an eye right. out for, for, for that. Uh, with the, today's warm-up, I wish we had a you know better topic to talk about because I feel like this is a little bit uh, redundant as I'm pretty sure last week we opened up the show with new allegations against Dan Snyder. Yesterday, I had yeah. a very busy day at work. I get off of work waiting for the bus and I have this message saying, you know, we have to talk about the new Dan Snyder stuff. And I was like, okay, I missed everything. What's going on. And Stoner, you directed me to Nikki J's thread on that. Mm -hmm. Can you uh, Mm -hmm. break it down for us? It's not a whole lot different than what we've already known, which is the, the part about um, Dan Snyder and the organization in general basically cooking the books is a little bit more specific. And it was um, specific emails and specific documents that were turned over to Congress. And then Congress put out a statement, said, we are turning this information over to the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, which then it becomes a no-no. Because, again, Congress can't do anything in terms of getting people in trouble. They can only... Yeah. They they only have oversight and they can it's kind of the fact finding. Yeah, exactly. They are. So they can turn it over to people who can do something. And that's what they did in this particular case. But again, it's, he said, she said, or he said, he said, well, however you want to label it. It's one side saying one thing and the other side saying you're lying. That's not true. So, yeah, so- it's not a whole lot different than what we've already heard. It was just a little bit more detailed this time. Uh, well, yeah, in, in those details, you have an email, which mm-hmm. a lot of people would consider almost a smoking gun, where they do talk about the juice and moving mm-hmm. the juice around to various games, the Navy um, Notre Dame game being sure. one that was specifically called out. Yeah, Is that not enough right there? Is that is that not the smoking gun people want what's, it to be? What's juice? What's juice? You can say what juice is, the guy can say what juice is, but you don't have any written proof what juice is. So again, court of law, lawyers who get paid millions of dollars to make this stuff not appear real, they will just pick that apart and they'll say, well, what is juice? You haven't explained to me what juice is. You can you can say that it's the smoking gun, but there's nothing to explain what that really means. Is it? I mean, you go into pretty good detail as far as the fact that you know what juice, you know, the context, anyways. There is is, the context. What juice is, and the the moving around. I mean, they the context is pretty clean because it talks about hey, we're going to sell these tickets at this price. That means this is here. So that's the this is going to be the juice. Move that juice around. It's. It seems a little bit more than nothing, but it's probably not enough. No, it's definitely not enough. We talk about it all the time. All this stuff. Name me the last owner that was thrown out of the league for financial improprieties. It just, it doesn't happen in any league, in any sport. It just doesn't happen. And, and I'm, and I hate to kind of be that negative Nelly or the, 
the one that sits there and says uh, all the time saying, look, no matter what you do, you're not getting Dan Snyder out. And you're not. You're not going to get him out unless he wants to go out or unless I said this last week, unless you have blatant proof of racism. That's what's gotten owners out in the past. That's what got Jerry Richardson out. Donald Sterling, Marge Schott, uh, the Atlanta Hawks majority owner, same thing. That's it. If if you think back to Eddie DeBartolo for the 49ers, who had all kinds of legal trouble and, and gambling and cooking books for his businesses and everything, and they forced him out. But you know what they did? They gave the the ownership of the team to his sister and to the family, which still owns the 49ers. It's just Eddie DeBartolo is not in charge of the team. Okay, they're not getting rid of Dan Snyder for these situations. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Stoner uh, likes to be the one to burst everybody's bubble. Yeah, I know, but everyone likes to say this is the last straw. This is the last straw. We've been saying this is the last straw for 10 years. Been a lot of last straws uh, on this. It's not. It it does feel that more action will be taken against Snyder for money things than anything regarding – the allegations with the the work environment right i mean now that's actually going to be something we have to compare to when things do come down i mean there was already a ten thousand or ten million dollar you know fine Mm -hmm. the removal from day-to-day operations so now what do you do if you find that he was cooking the books uh which these emails the nfl's probably had for for a long time. So this mm-hmm. isn't news to them. A right. lot of people are thinking maybe other teams kind of do something similar and Washington's just the one to get caught. So well, caught out in the open. Yeah, out, caught in the out open. publicly. True. I'm sure they get caught behind the scenes all the time. And all you got to do is make it right somehow. Behind the scenes, like we talk about, make those deals behind the scenes. Make make Jerry uh, Jerry Jones happy by cutting him a check or buying him some. Not it's not that literal, but doing something business wise that is in his favor, you know, because you kind of owe him for that or whomever. I'm just using Jerry Jones as an example because he's a known owner. Mm-hmm. But you, you just do something like that, side deals, whatever. Next time we're gonna get a little bit more. You know, who knows? Whatever it is, those deals get done and they get taken care of behind the scenes. And that's going to be the case this time as well. Maybe they'll come out with some sort of fine again. Ooh, he's going to get fined $5 million this time. Ooh, that really hurts. It doesn't. And plus, they're they're only talking about what, at least what they have in the emails, is $5 million that they were hiding over the course of 10 years. I mean, what is that? Yeah, Half a million pretty, dollars a yeah, year? Pretty, That's not small, f- you know, change when it comes to yeah. NFL terms. So, yeah, okay, it will be interesting to see where that yeah. goes. Of course, we're going to continue following it and keeping people updated. A couple other things here to talk about right. uh, regarding Washington Commanders today. They announced that Katie Feeney yeah. will be representing the team on social media challenges or not challenges, but as an influencer. So social media, uh, social media challenge or channels rather I can speak. That is something I do for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I just want to put this out here real quick. Yeah. People need to stop attacking her 
for I didn't see being that selected. You, you didn't see it, people. I but people I wasn't were looking re- for it. Really mad that that a 19 year old woman for getting a job with the NFL. Essentially, some some were masking it as you know, you know, the team should focus on winning, you know, instead of social media influencers. And uh, some people were like, you know, you know, questioning what does she have to do with football and stuff like that. And it's just embarrassing for yourself. If you, if you're going that route, one, this isn't a football decision. So it has nothing to do with winning on the field. All right. right. This is, this is complete. This is the business side of the house. It's likely a smart decision to, to sure. get with influence and, and you're trying to grow your brand. And it's also just a young person trying to work, right? We're, we, we just praise Trev. And I saw a lot of people, you know, saying, Trev, go get that bag. You know, that's why he's not here today. You know, Katie's doing the same thing for herself and, and no one should fault her for that. So, yeah, that's know. too bad. I didn't see that. I didn't see any of that hate, but I was kind of a little bit off the grid today. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it. And I'm glad I didn't get a chance to see it. Cause I might've said something inappropriate, not inappropriate, but you know, mean or something. Yeah. A little clap back at some yeah, of the, some back. of those people. So yeah. Uh, metaphor with a donation <laughs> here. I appreciate this appreciate one here. Metaphor. Uh, you can, anyone can make that donation with the, the, within YouTube, just down there on the bottom left. When you comment metaphor says, maybe she can influence Dan to sell the team. <laughs> hey. If, hey, if only if we only. all want that, but who knows what happens if you get Dan 2.0, who comes in here too, we got to be careful about that. You know it's what I mean? Possible. I know a lot, a lot of people have been know. asking for Bezos, but Bezos obviously has some issues with his Amazon uh, labor. Uh, well, he doesn't have that many issues. I mean, he's the first or second richest person in the world. I'm not saying he's not rich, Stoner. I'm no. saying work environment might not be yeah. quite an improvement under him. Uh, P-Dub, don't worry about being late. You're still here, and we appreciate you. We also appreciate James Davis, Kurt Smith, uh, Troy, and Tanner's in there, and so is Kim. We appreciate everyone jumping on. Last topic to talk about before we hit this mock draft mm-hmm. I'm is unfortunately some news that came over this last week in between our live shows, and that was Dwayne Haskins was killed after trying to cross 595 down in Florida. Yeah, he was hit by a truck while again crossing the highway and lost his life uh, really you know feel for his family and uh unfortunate situation yeah. so you know young 24 years old uh still you know regardless of whether or not you liked him here in the commander's uniform or redskins uniform because he was actually i believe the mm-hmm. last redskins first uh pick so uh yeah. you know he you know, he still, I think, had a lot of football left in him, even if it was as a as a backup. And I was hoping to see him turn things around. Mm-hmm. So unfortunate that uh, that that you that know happened. he had a lot of. You know what he had a lot left of a life. lot of life, and it's a it's a damn shame that he lost his life at such a young age. And by all accounts, we we never met him or anything, but by all accounts, he was a great kid constant smile on his face got a great got along with teammates teammates loved him uh and that's what matters more than anything else is that he was a a good person he was a good human being 
And it's just a shame. I feel terrible, especially for his parents. No, no parent wants to bury a child. That's just the worst thing ever. But his wife, his sister, uh, I think he had a couple of sisters, just everybody, you know, his teammates. You can see how it affected his teammates. And Terry McLaurin was real hit by it. His, yeah, you know, his that... former teammates here, his coaches here in Ohio State, his teammates in Pittsburgh who he didn't know for that long, they were really broken up about it because he was a good guy. He was a good dude. And it's just it's just a shame. Uh, I feel bad for his family and 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 being my age, I'm um, a little bit older than you. I'm about a generation older than you. But if I had kids, that would have a kid about that age. And so I think about that, that, that what I would be going through as a parent, having lost a kid, at, you know, at 24 years old, who had it all in front of them. And it's just tragic news. So uh, too bad for everybody involved and sorry for his family, for sure. Yeah. Uh, just briefly want to touch on Schefter's original tweet and then Gil Brandt kind of doubling down on some, mm -hmm. some vitriol, you know, I, I hope that the, the outpour against those two really kind of shift the mindset for people and realizing that, you know, we, we we're hard on some players, you know, we, we do create some content that's, mm -hmm. you know, but we're, we don't try to tear them down, especially not as individuals. Uh, and we don't want to, we're, we're not trying to treat them as if they're just there for our entertainment. So hopefully yeah. more people keep that mindset. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Kim here, by the way, metaphor brings up that Chase hasn't necessarily uh, spoken up. I think people grieve differently and, and, and Chase is, you know, probably hurt and doesn't necessarily put that out publicly. I mean, you have as you have, um, um claypool who came out and did a video of him crying and look mm -hmm. at you know people were getting on him for for crying now some people were calling it theatrics and some people were saying no you're you're a man you got to keep that feelings you know inside of you um and what's claypool 22 23 years yeah, old he's still Whatever. a young guy he's, he's a kid man and yeah. and and that's what kids do nowadays they live their life in front of the camera especially mm -hmm. professional athletes they've grown up in front of that holding that camera and documenting their life so we can't maybe um understand that sort of thing but that's how he's grieving so let him grieve that way but um the adam Schefter thing the one thing i didn't understand and and i thought people went a little hard at him but why is that your first thought when you're trying to get the news out that you want to say something like that the only thing you should ever say about anybody who's not a mass murderer when they pass away is nothing but good things and prayers to those who are close to him. Yeah. For breaking news, for breaking news specifically, you probably just need to keep it to the facts. Yeah. You know, that report that Dwayne Haskins yeah. You know, yeah. was killed. You don't need the commentary, the commentary. You can save the commentary some for some, for some people. They can just save it forever. Yeah. Uh, but in that particular moment, he's breaking news out to the world. And he chose that moment to provide commentary about struggles and stuff. And while that might have been accurate, it's not, it's needed not the time during 
for that yeah. tweet. It's not yeah. needed in that tweet. And neither were the comments from Gil Brandt, which were a hundred times worse. Well, what are you um, doing sticking a hot mic in front of a 90 year old? Well, he still, he still does it, right? He still gets in front of the mic. And and so I don't buy that as an excuse for the record. I don't care if you're 90 years old, if your job is to speak, yeah, then you need to do a better job of, of was, what you say. And uh, oh, of course, it, there's not, not really any walking back and, Maybe that's that. That's it from him. You know, we don't hear too much from him. He starts to get phased out before the the year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, we'll I'm see. Sure. Here on this medium, of course, we can't do a moment of silence. It's not. Uh, it's not conducive to the the content creation. So what I would like to see is you know share some of your favorite memories of Dwayne Haskins. Doesn't necessarily have to be in a Redskins uniform. Uh, my particular two memories that stuck out to me as positive were when he took the, the, the selfie with the fan before the game ended. I know that there's a lot of hate thrown at him for yeah. that, but to me, yeah. I saw a young guy who was excited to win his first NFL game. The fans were excited, and it was just like this moment that we could have capitalized on, but of course people chose to go the negative route and say, you know, he's immature, which I'm not saying it's a mature decision, but it, it's, mm. you know, to me, I was, like, I, w- I thought it was fun and I like to see, you know, more of the players interact with our fans and get excited. And so that one was a positive one. The other one was, I don't know if you remember the video of him talking to the lineman and he was trying to, he was just like, you know, what can I do to help? Like he mm. was trying to get in there. He was trying to lead. And the linemen necessarily weren't buying it. And I know people after the fact were kind of, you know, telling them, okay, you're not, you know, no one's listening to, to you. You're not a leader in this locker room. And it was, just, again, it was just like, but he's trying. Do you not yeah. see that? Do you not see that he's, this is a, again, a, a young man who's just trying to lead the way he can. If he, if that's not the way he needs to lead, then I think that people could have done a better job guiding him. But that moment to me was just like, Hey, he, he wants, he wants to be the leader. Maybe he doesn't quite understand how to do it. And there was certainly some linemen that, like I said, were kind of not paying attention and kind of scoffing at the the situation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's when a, another leader needs to pull him aside and say, Hey, this is what we can do to fix that. How about yeah, you? Well, was he Any, 22 or something at that yeah, time. This, I think he was his rookie year. If I recall correctly, yeah, just a kid. Uh, I'm going to put this up here that Kim is putting up here. And when he won that first game also, and the, the absolute joy and elation, same word, uh, different word, same meaning, when he hugged Kevin O'Connell. Because, you know, Kevin O'Connell knew, and Kevin O'Connell hugged him back. It wasn't just a, all right, good job. It was a, Mm -hmm. you did it. All that work that they put in, and they put in a lot of work. And Kevin O'Connell wanted Dwayne Haskins to succeed. And so that hug that they had together after that first win that stands out to me. That's, that's a great um, example there from Kim. So yeah, that's probably mine. That was my, probably my favorite memory for sure. Excellent. Uh, I make sure you get yours uh, in the chat there. You hopefully the team will do something for him. I know some people were looking at the decal, at least a moment of silence, something uh, um, oh, yeah, for, for, sure. for Dwayne Haskins. Uh, here with Washington Commanders, we're going to be switching it up here, getting a little All bit. Right, we more, got that out of the way. Uh, let's, yeah, let's have some yeah, fun. Let's let's get uh, let's get some fun when we come back for the game. It's going to be our first live mock draft here on Ref the District.
The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has six stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.